So listen, this is what is going on. When you're getting married early, yeah. you just don't know what you don't know. But then you'll keep postponing. And then when you're ready at the age of 38, mm -hmm. you're realizing that it's kind of cool to be by yourself. It is, Yeah, I agree. And then you're meeting somebody, by the way, you look much younger. And then you're meeting somebody and then you're realizing that, shit, I have so many habits that I have to change. Now I have to be good for somebody, not for myself. And you're pretty much halfway to the end. Mm -hmm. And you're do, half dead, is what she's saying. Yeah. Do I really want to change something? And then the person yeah. that is next to you, if this person was not married ever before, then this person's supposed to also like do something with herself. So what do you think is the strategy for a 38-year-old man? Well, you have to if you are in love with somebody, yeah. you have to commit that. But living with this person, you have to make this person happy on the first place and your personality go on the backstage. Like, it's never you first, it's she first, okay. her first, yeah. And do you have an idea of like, should I date same age, younger, older? Oh, listen, it depends. But I can tell you, if you will be in your age dating younger girls, you will be covered in bullshit. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like unless what? unless she's genius and she understands the basic relationships and how it works and she's mother and she was in marriage before. If you will be dating a lady older than you, it's better if she was married before because now she knows what to do with you. Now she understands mm -hmm. men's psychology. Now she mm -hmm. understands how to approach you, how to understand you, how to baby you when you need it. Trust me, all men need to be babies. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I tell this to Tony all the time. I think women who've been divorced are some of the best women to date because I feel like the fantasy that maybe women are taught is broken and they kind of understand the reality of what oh, it yeah. takes to have a good relationship. That's right. Yeah, that's why my husband chose me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, listening to the podcast, this is Isabella Ritz. Yeah, you, she gave us some relationship advice and she's also going to intro the entire podcast for us. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Isabella Ritz and two fun guys podcast. We guys are live, life and in love with life. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we're ready to answer a question and um, let's just have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let it rip. Yeah. yeah we want to know about your Amazon story. Tell us where that began. Yes, yeah, so Amazon story. I had about 100 plus grand when I came here in the US and I thought that's plenty to launch something and to do something here. And I was... Uh, I found some Russians, Russians, Ukrainians. They told me the whole story about the business venture they've been already doing. I trusted. I didn't sign any contract. I was stupid and dumb. <laughs> and I lost my hundred. I all of it. All of it. Wow. Yeah. But I I had something left, which is five grand. I had rental to twenty one hundred. I had my uh Four children at the time. One was stepdaughter, my ex-husband, and my ex-mother-in-law. Uh, so I have seven people to take care. Wow. And it's 2015. 2015, yeah. And I'm like, shoot, I have to come up with some idea because I've never been in my life since the age of 17 without business. But now I'm in the United States. I don't speak English. I don't know culture. And not everything is so easy, as easy as I thought. And it was Q4. And I was Googling, I'm like, what to do, 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 what kind of business I can do. And I find out about Amazon. People are doing Amazon and Russians are doing Amazon, Americans are doing Amazon, everybody doing Amazon. I'm like, okay, let me try Amazon. And I tried Amazon and I was just lucky. I My first product was silicon wine glass and I was super successful. Mm. I made 14 grand. During my first month of sales in profit, I was so happy. And then this product got patented in UK. And I didn't know at the time that the patents are territorial. So I could just keep selling, but I got scared because listing got suspended. I didn't know what to do. So I give up. And same way I give up with other products as well. But that was the beginning of my journey. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So seeing Amazon as like the new field that you came into, because like you said, you're a serial entrepreneur. And I think I recall you started a business, your first one when you were 17, like yeah. consulting different companies. Yeah. 
what was like, what do you see in difference between an online business like Amazon versus the type of company that you had before, like a consulting company? Guys, the biggest difference that I was doing business in Russia <laughs> and we're talking about business in US. So I my first business was even without LLC. I sold business without having LLC. That was like a pretty much I sold the model. I sold clients, I sold business trainers I had, I sold the lead gen system that I built at the time. I sell, sold website and whatever I had. I don't remember bank account, personal, <laughs> just transfer to them. That's it. That was first experience. Was it great? That was amazing. More than I sold the generics of the company after I sold the first company because other people been coming. They're like, how did you do that? I'm like, well, I cannot sell you what I already sold, but I can teach you how to do that. And they're like, oh, that's great. So, and I sold uh, to each one of them for additional six grand. So I sold my company for $35,000. And then for each consulting, I charged 6,000. And I was at the age of 18. So I was just reckless. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good type of reckless though. I was reckless when I was 18 and I definitely didn't make $35,000. Yeah. I spent that though, probably oh, being reckless. That's great. You had something to spend. How did you discover what you were going to sell? Because you probably didn't know about tools like Helium or Jungle oh, no, Scout. No. Like, did you just have like a sense? Or like, how did you go about figuring out like, yeah, that, I want to sell this product? That was just, yeah, I was just Were you just like in a to, store one day and you're like, the only software I, I The only software I found that was Hello Profit. They probably, I'd never seen them in the market since then. Uh, and I somehow was just trying to understand what's like these charts are talking to me and like, oh, this one is actually selling. This one actually was the Joy Jolt, the one that became a like pretty big brand and they're everywhere right now. And I tried to compete with him back in the days. <laughs> I was thinking that it's just some random person doing it. <laughs> that was a big brand. Uh, I found that they're making good sales. Like, why I cannot be better. So yeah, I just decided that I'm going to sell that product. That's great. And then you said you stopped selling. Yeah, I stopped selling that, pro that product, of course. Uh, after that, I s launched, I don't know, dozens different products, a lot, including supplements and skincare and electronics. What uh, was your success rate on those dozens of products? Um, good question. Never calculated, but I can tell you I lost more than $2 million. In total. It's good you had something to lose. Well, I was making revenue and I was losing. And I was making money and I was losing. So we uh, crossed our seventh week when it was 2017. And we were not in profit. We had the revenue, but we were not in profit. We uh, started being profitable like 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. We exited three accounts. And then... I took a little bit of a break, and then now we are selling again. Yeah, you started again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very hard to be without sales. Trust me, when you cannot pull your sales on Amazon <laughs> and see what happened for the past hour. Yeah, I've checked it probably yeah. 700 times. Today. Yeah, we're now addicted to it every day. It's just yeah, see, it's the sales, see the sales, see the sales. When I'm <laughs> yeah, traveling, it's the best dopamine. Yeah, when I'm traveling, uh, I'm always uh, removing my... Yep, and Sm please do that smart. because it's a good idea. Because you can be uh, accidentally logged in on the same Wi-Fi with other people that are doing some dumb stuff, mm. oh. and then you will be suspended by Amazon because Amazon will uh, assign you guys to each other, thinking that it's uh, you guys are I don't related accounts. Oh, because you're on the same account. IP for the right, Wi-Fi. Right. Have you and seen this happen before? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah, oh, and I that's really and I can tell you a lot of scary stories. I have a client in the past. He was my client in the past. He's a great guy. Uh, his his brand is Ugears, super big brand, Ukrainian brand. I was helping them to rank their accounts uh, back in 2016, 17, somewhere there. And he knew that I was always warning people that you should not do that. You should not like get under the same Wi-Fi with other people. But he did. And these people did something bad. And he was selling at about three, four million a year, 
Now he doesn't. And no matter what wow. he did. Shut down his entire account? Yes. And no wow. matter what he did, he hired attorneys, he hired uh, a lot of people to help. Nobody could have, was able to help. Does he know where he crossed the line or? Just they've been logged in with these people. And these people were doing some type of like drop shipping, or I don't remember. They they just did not follow Amazon TOS, and because they've been friends and they logged in under the same Wi-Fi. Okay, so if we're traveling, so like even if we go to that party tonight, should we you, delete our app? Yes. Okay. Or just what if we just don't sign into the Wi-Fi? Or just don't send on the Wi-Fi. Just wi don't keep your Wi-Fi in your app. Just keep in mind that a lot of other people will be at the same time in the same place. So things are happening, sometimes very weird. And if you don't want to run into the run into the issue, just try to avoid it. Yeah, Amazon is so finicky with all these little rules that nobody knows about and they never tell you any of the rules. Oh either. no. You ask a question, they're like, that's proprietary. <laughs> You're not allowed to know about yeah, that. Yeah, you don't. It's like the IRS. It's like yeah. you owe us money at the end of the year. We're not gonna tell you how much money. <laughs> you have to guess. And if you guess wrong, you go to jail. Yeah, yeah if like you, when you do this extension part, yeah, this mm -hmm. year I also ran, ran into the issue. We filed extension, but the extension didn't go through, but they withdrew money from the account. And when we filed the taxes, I got penalty for like uh, eight grand. And I'm like, why do I have to pay penalty? And they're like, because you didn't file an extension, but, but you withdrew money on time. What happened? So yeah, we had to prove them that we did it on time. So the IRS loves you. <laughs> I, th I think it's interesting what you said about, you know, you lost $2 million and it took you quite a long time to make profit. And I think that's something we're trying to also figure out, you know, new sellers, as you're getting higher and higher numbers of sales every 30 days, how do you actually turn over a profit? Like what are things people should really be aware? What are like the key things to try to dial in from the beginning to get that profit sooner? Or is it more about just scaling as big as you can and being patient and waiting? Let me ask you the question. Yes. What is making you more excited to see 100K a month in the revenue or to see- Profit. 25,000 on your bank account? Profit. I mean, they both give me some good dopamine, but the, the payout is definitely a higher kick. Yeah. So if you will go to the party tonight and you'll say, guys, I'm selling 100K a month. And they will ask you, oh, that's great. You're doing great. Let's do now reimbursements. Let's sign you up with new PPC campaigns. Like, let's do all the services. But then how much money are you actually taking home? So what is happening at some point when you already uh, paid to play, then this is the moment when you're already on a page one, you are taking the majority of the market with the keywords. And here we have to stop and think, how can we optimize our listing right now and our sales to actually make profit? Because we have three main components, is the product, traffic, and conversion. And we never can fix the product, but if you're already making money, that means this product is, at least mm -hmm. people like it's it. People, Yeah, it's validated, people are purchasing. Mm. But then how can we fix the marketing? Sometimes people are not paying attention to the very important things, like you have healing 10 guys. So look at the title in the relationships in between title density, keyword sales, uh, and the demand. Sometimes title density is zero. For those of you who don't know what it is, is the frequency of uh, how many times the keyword is being mentioned with your competitors, uh, at your competitors' titles. So if the title is carbonated water, mango, and strawberry, mm. and nobody's using this keyword in this specific way in the title, but we have a demand, for example, 1,000 searches a month, and this specific keyword can bring you 500 in sales, mm. then probably you should do that instead of just selling carbonated water. So try to get a really long tail keyword almost in it, your title. We don't know if it's a long tail or if it's a short tail, or if it may be just a couple of root keywords. We just really have to take a look at Helium 10 and compare maybe some of the data with Datadive and see where you guys can win. And then when we figure out your keywords, from there we have to take a look. Are we actually 
presenting on our listing everything that is your uh, customer avatar is searching for. Why I'm buying this? Because it's healthy or because it's a stainless steel can? Or it's mango flavored. Or it's mango flavored or it's something else. Like, Or I'm buying because I want to look cool in front of you drinking this. Interesting. So the main approach when you want to increase your conversion is to sell the experience. By selling experience to your client, you're increasing your conversion. So now I'm saying, oh, you're in love with mango. Here is the drink that can make you happier because X, Y, Z. And it will not be zero calories, which is also important, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And like stainless steel, how many ounces? 12 ounces and something like that. So people love to include... uh, features but not the experience of the product. Mm. Sometimes I'm not aware, I don't aware about the features, is it good or bad for me. But experience, I can pretty much wear on myself. Can you go more into adding experience into a product? Oh yeah, uh, one of the examples, for example, tumblers. If you will Google right now, or you go on Amazon, Tumblr, I like to just ask, travel tumbler or something tumbler, right? So you will be able to see double wall, six, 12, whatever ounces with the handle, without handle, with the lid, without lid, with the straw, without straw, uh, holding temperature for this amount of hours. Hmm. So now let's think what is this amount of hours? What is six hours? Is it enough for my dog walk? Is it enough for me to go to work and back? Is it enough for me for my like any type of trip? Or is it enough for me working at the desk for this amount of time? So, and learn about your customer avatar, who is purchasing. So if it's a dog mom, tell her while you're walking your dog, it will not be spilled. You will be able to keep the temperature. It will not uh, burn your lips and uh, you will be happily coming back, keeping the same temperature of the drink while you're chatting with your neighbor. Or you'll tell her, listen, just holding temperature for two hours, stainless steel double wall. And she's like, what is double wall? <laughs> what is double? What is Yeah, stainless? it has to apply to the mm-hmm. person that really yeah, wants it. Right. They have to like imagine themselves yeah. using it. For example, Mike, we can describe this mic as a black with the foam and like for the podcast studio. Or we can describe this mic by saying, listen, while you're doing a podcast, it's a, you will not be able to see the, uh, the noise uh, behind the door within two feet because X, Y, Z. So it will be always quiet no matter how many people are coughing uh, outside. Uh, the podcast will be higher quality and the definition of quality is, have you ever listened to Alex Hormozzi podcast? You are going to sound exactly like him. Oh, nice. So this is a, a sales concept. It's funny, we were talking about sales earlier yeah. and it applies directly to this, whether Absolutely. it's you're selling like a high ticket service or whatever, or a product. But the way I teach my clients to present is you need the feature, you need the benefit and you need what it means to them. And people confuse all three of those things and think right. it's the same, but the feature is like the tangible thing. All right. It's made of stainless steel, got it. The benefit is like, what does stainless steel do? Why is it good? And then the, what it means to them is the emotional aspect. That's the experience you're talking about. Like what experience, what emotion do you right. feel? And so every feature has a benefit and every benefit means something to somebody, but people forget about that last one all the time. And they'll just do only feature yeah. Yeah. feature benefit. Stainless steel. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. stainless steel. All right, great. Well, I don't care about stainless steel, yeah. but I like that it glimmers in the sunlight. It yeah. makes me look cool, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes, by the way, those of you that are selling stainless steel shit, uh, most of you are selling three or four grade. Make sure to explain people what does it mean on your listings. A lot of people are like saying three or four stainless steel grade because three, two or one is a different grade of the stainless steel, but this one is uh, uh, cancer whatever dangerous for people. So it has some like- Like bitter, gets in years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's like really bad. That's why the big brands, they're manufacturing stuff from three or four. And it's like twice or three times more expensive in manufacturing. But what people are doing, three or four grade. Okay, what is that? What is that? So explain it 
that it's like cancer free, yeah. mm-hmm. metal avoid, free. Yeah, avoid yeah. heavy metals. Yeah. yeah. Explain it what it is. Like one of our clients, he had he was selling supplements and they've been chewable supplements. And he's like, people are leaving me bad reviews because my product has this taste, but this taste is supposed to be in the product because it's uh, organic, it's natural, and my competitors, they are adding flavors and they're mixing up this uh, ingredient and it's not working that well. I'm like, then tell it on your listing and people will understand as long as you have this taste of the supplement, that means it's going to work. And if you don't have it, that means it's not going to work. The moment he changed it, zero negative reviews. Wow. Is this how you work with clients? You know, say we came to you and you would kind of analyze things and go, you're missing these emotional pieces and kind of analyze something. Can you go into how your whole business works? Because I know you sell products, but you also have Ritz Momentum. Can you kind of give us an overview? And we want to dive into some of that. Here's... Like, we can work with people, the majority of the people that are coming, they're like, I don't know what to do. At all. Yeah. Like zero zero knowledge. Including, guys, experienced sellers. Yeah. And we have a lot of experienced sellers that are coming. They're like, we're at seven, eight figure, but we've been lucky. We don't know how to repeat the same experience. How do we get some of that luck? (laughs) <laughs> we're working really hard. Where's our luck at? Where's our seven eight figures? Oh, we, you got to go to Isabella. Exactly. Yeah. Lucky charm. No promises. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're just, most of the products we're getting from big sellers, those are really generic products and they really got lucky. And every single, their product you can find on Alibaba, they're not even trademarked. I mean, they trademarked it, but they cannot have patent or something. That's why Alibaba keep reselling them. Uh, but if people like you come to us, we will take a look, first of all, in the past, what we've been doing, we've been doing everything manually. We've been literally going through one product to another product, reading the reviews, Googling, doing Pinterest, Instagram, really learning about your product. Right now you can do it within like two, three minutes using Shalex, uh software and data dive. You're welcome, <laughs> both of you. And what does that analyze? Like, what so information do you that get? You can get the information about your customer avatar. Oh, cool. So, and it's happening so fast and so simple. Wow. That I've summarizing for you every single other avatar you can get from your product. So one of the examples, we've recently been analyzing uh, pregnancy pillow. And when we scraped uh, the analytics of the products, we find out that one of the customer avatars, believe it or not, old people, and they use this pillow to relieve their back pain. Mm. Would you ever know? I would, because I've used that pillow for, <laughs> for my back and hip pain. Yeah. So. so it's like a new category it. opens up that no one's maybe now even selling Now you can it. reposition the same product for the different avatars, uh, yeah, cool. and they use different keywords that nobody uses for this product. That's phenomenal. So it's so many things uh, you can find out when the moment you start analyzing the products, and you can find a lot of mistakes, you can find a lot of opportunities, you can find uh, uh, some gaps that I, I'm sure you guys have, everybody has gaps. Oh yeah, for sure. It's always the room for, for improvement. What are the most common gaps that you see when new sellers or experienced sellers come to you when you start working with them to scale? If they're already selling, uh, people are getting too comfortable with sales that they're not paying attention to profit and to conversion. Uh, people underestimating the power of PPC and external traffic. Mm-hmm. Like really, some people are kind of like, I don't want to do PPC. I'm selling for years. I'm like, listen, you're lucky that you've been selling for years without PPC. But look how many new sellers came here right now and look at the power of their listing and look how they're indexing their listings on the back end. They will kick you out eventually. How do they make sales without PPC? Like I know organic, but how do they get Because to the they rank? launched their businesses like 2012, 2016. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Grandfathered yeah. in kind of. Right. Yeah. So Amazon is Amazon keeps treating these people pretty well, especially if they're playing long game. And we have to keep in mind every single time you're going on Amazon, you are partnering with Amazon. Who are you making money on the first place? Amazon. If Amazon sees you as a strong and serious seller, Amazon will treat you well back. But Amazon is making money first. Mm-hmm. 
Amazon, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they definitely make their <laughs> they money. They made first. a lot of our yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, they are giving you a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. and you have to understand how Amazon plays and in this case, you will be able to succeed as long as you're treating Amazon well. Amazon will also hate you if you will have a lot of traffic and your listing will not convert. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem of new sellers, mm -hmm. especially people that are like, I listed my product on Amazon and I don't have any sales. Great, what did you do to have them? I launched PPC on Autumn. Like, okay, great, that was in 2016, 2017, it worked. What else? Nothing. Well, you get nothing because you do nothing. Uh, people just don't know what they don't know. And Amazon, it's Amazon's very technical. It's a lot of layers. People just hesitating to learn. And when you understand that it's so many things you're supposed to learn, people are getting scared to learn. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, whatever, it is what it is. And then they quit. A lot of quitters. Yeah, Amazon's like an open world AI video game that's like endless. It's like a universe that continues to yeah. grow. And like the more we meet amazing people like you, the more we're like, I don't know anything. Camera's I, over there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm looking at you though. You're looking at me the whole time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's endless in what yeah. you can learn. It's pretty amazing. Do you have other case studies you can share? I'm curious. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want positive or negative? Can negative. I one of each? Negative. Yeah. Let's look a little yeah. smorgasbord. Listen. You go on Instagram, there are so many positive stories. Uh, one of the guys, I am not going to name them, but somebody will see their uh, advertisement on Instagram. Backup story. I'm making fun of one product a lot. It's uh, Pampas Grass. What? Uh, what is it? Pampas Grass. What is it? Pampas oh, Grass fake, is like this, this, this fake grass. Yeah. Like uh, it's it's kind of, it's dried grass. It's not really fake, but it can be it's fake. It's like the long grass yes. that people use for decorations. Uh, so okay. it was very popular, I believe, 2020, 2021, 2019. And it started trending back in those days, especially during the bug that was going on. I learned this. Yeah, you don't, cannot, don't say the word. You can't say it because then we'll be blocked on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Smart. So <laughs> learn my lesson hard, trust me. So, and, but then people like, I want to sell this pampas grass. I want to sell this pampas grass. If you go on Amazon right now, you'll find the pampas grass for $7, like that much. And you'll be able to find like that much for $48. That Those are new sellers that are thinking that they will not make money because if they will make it cheaper. So people don't understand that with this product, they're going into the price war. Mm -hmm. And we have approximately one per 10 requests, like out of 10 requests we have, one person is asking about Pampas grass. Really? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> if I'm going to Pampas grass and bedding, and I'm like, okay, let me just create the video about this Pampas grass. So I created a video, I put it on the YouTube. Then the other day we've been walking with my husband and he's like, look, pampas grass, like literally growing. And I am filming and I am posted on my Instagram, you can be rich with pampas grass only if you are selling this pampas, if you are growing this pampas grass yourself. <laughs> and I posted on Instagram. And then a couple of days ago, I saw these guys, they're also teaching Amazon. They're like, Pampas grass. I am making millions on this pampas grass. <laughs> like it's a curse. <laughs> so yeah, don't do pampas grass. Uh, one of the bad stories I see all the time: people are trying to sell generic products. So they're not customizing products. They're just listing these products on Amazon, mm -hmm. and nothing happens. So just avoid those. There are me too products as well. LED. Uh, Liquor. If you will, if you want to understand what is the Me Too product, go on Amazon, uh, type LED liquor stand, and you will be able to find mm. similar products. Or tic tac toe uh, paper towel holder, another one. Mm -hmm. So all those are the same. Don't do that. Been seeing that for years. Yeah, and people think if they will change the color of these crosses, everything gonna be fine. It it won't. Trust me, it won't because people are buying tic tac toe paper holder just because. You, they can put this toilet paper and it doesn't matter if it's blue or red. Uh, sometimes matters, but you will not go into win with this product. Anyway, uh, bad stories. I'm going through one bad story right now. We uh, helped our client to find absolutely phenomenal opportunity a year ago. Uh, very expensive product, 
$34 unit cost. We were planning to sell it at $129. We did everything, including sourcing. And he paid us for everything. Amazing client, super excited guy. He's doing interior designs. So he is very creative, outgoing, super nice. And the only one thing he had to do is to place an order and inspect it, which he did. But he did not pay attention to the report from inspection. And in a report that was absolutely different product from the one that we developed. I don't know how, but manufacturer fucked it up. So what happened? We reached out to our manufacturer, like, what happened? And they're like, he didn't check. I'm like, can you please show me which files you received to create this product? And they're showing us the files. I'm like, those files are correct. Why you did not print them? Like, because the first sample we created was that one. I'm like, but after that one was another one. So at the end of the day, we're facing right now the situation where the product is on Amazon, printed wrong, and we have somehow to make money out of it. You The, the units are in the fulfillment centers right now. Yeah, they're live on Amazon. What, right can now. you just make a new listing with new photos? Well, the, the thing the is, the way how they print it, I can actually disclose it. It's a case study product. We we plan it to do it. It's a case study. Probably we still will. We'll just see how it oh, goes. The Two Fun Guys exclusive. Yeah, really. First time life. Uh, that's a pickleball USAPA approved product, mm -hmm. which is super saturated as USAPA approved, as uh, pickleball. Extremely saturated, yeah. as Pickleball said. But USAPA approved neon color. Interesting. Is very niched. Because hmm. I looked at paddles and I was like, there's no way I could get there it. There is no way unless you will find the very narrowed opportunity that is making money. We tested against every single competitor. And this client has a budget to rank this product and make it work. So now this product supposed to be selling at $119, $129, but we can't do that because this product uh, can be sold only at $34 because manufacturer printed without USAPA approved. Uh, rough. So you can imagine the quality of these paddles and the balls, like we really had to go through SAP approval and he paid thousands of dollars to get this approval. And now we're having approval, we're having certificate, but we don't have on the paddles on the rackets printed USAP approve. So what is the goal? Just trying to sell out of this and do another inventory of the right thing or? So I try to go through like different type of the options, the best options we will try to make it work is we're putting the certificate on the listing and we're showing the paddle, how this paddle, how this paddle look inside because it's really for the professional. So it's not for player, like if you're not playing, like it's not for mm -hmm. us, it's for professional players. So we're going to show the layers of this puddle, the weight of the ball, because it's important. And we learn every single uh, piece, I would say, think about uh, this game that USAPA, USAPA, this association, they care about. So we're putting this on a listing, not like on a, pay, on a picture four, five, or six. That will be on the second picture. So we're hoping it's really, it's a stupid hope because you have to be based on numbers. You have to be based on mm. every single thing we're listing all the time. We really hope that it's going to fly because it's pretty much we're shooting into the sky without having any target. W I understand if a professional player will look at this unless he will trust this certificate, unless he will be in love with the design, he will not go into purchase it. <laughs> And I know it at $129. At $129. We can easily sell it at 34 probably within a week, the whole bunch. 
but we have to make it work. So yeah, that's a challenge. And uh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's tough. I think what I would do is I'd probably try to find like twenty professional handball or pickleball players and see if you can get them on camera saying this. <laughs> you know, approved US yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah, is the best racket I've ever used or whatever. Because then there's your like stamp, yeah. at least. It is. That's a hustle to try to pull that off. But yeah. Yeah. You could do that. There's another, I don't know how you could pull this one off, but you can like, you know, Helium will allow you to send automated emails to every seller. There could be something in the listing that says your certificate of authenticity of US, USAPA approval will be sent via email. And then you put that in Helium as an auto email to every Yeah, every we, buyer. we even put the certificate on the listing. It's yeah. really there. Right. Like you can pull it up. and see. It's just super sad because this one mistake, just one mistake, person just didn't pay attention. Right. Well, there's so many like un, unexpected things that can happen. <laughs> yeah. like, well, with business in general, yeah. but also with Amazon. And I have a question for you about that. I actually have a rant first. So I'm going to rant for a second. Yeah. And then there's a follow-up question. This to, is actually a therapy. To this rant. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, we'll pay you your full invoice <laughs> when we're done. No worries. <laughs> so the world of Amazon now, there's so many gurus and like people online. Mm. Lambo gurus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lambo gurus. I want to show you like, oh, I started with Amazon with $1,500, whatever. And mm. now I'm a millionaire. Now I have XYZ and you can do it too. And all this stuff, and they say, "Oh, all you need is five thousand dollars to start on Amazon." Three hundred. Yeah, or three. <laughs> if anybody says three hundred, I'll find them and I'll punch them in the face. <laughs> That's insane. And I'm of the camp that you need. I tell so this podcast. We've had a couple like very Amazon centric episodes, and we've had people reach out, just some listeners, like like random listeners, and also our friends that have reached out and said, "You know, I wasn't really considering Amazon, but after listening to the podcast, I think I want to do it. Like, is that something I should do?" And I tell them, "You need." 15 minimum. Yeah, right. 15 minimum. Yeah. Like, do not listen to these people that say you can do it for a couple minimum. grand. Because yeah. they did it maybe five years ago when you could do it for yeah. two grand. But now there's no way. There's so many unexpected things that come up and you're trying to rank at the beginning. So you make a you make an order. You're spending your, you probably have a high ACoS because you're trying to rank. So you don't actually, and Amazon is so finicky with paying you, that you don't ever really make a profit at the beginning. Right. So then you need to have enough money for the inventory of the second and maybe third reorder. Right. But nobody ever tells you that. So that's Brandon Young does. Huh? And I do. Who does? Brandon Young does and I do. And Kevin King does too. Well, the important the, the good people do, right? The good <laughs> yeah. people do. But we didn't know that at the beginning, yeah. right? And so we got ourselves into a pickle where we overlaunched. Like we launched a bunch of products because we thought, oh, once it's launched, then you'll make money and you'll be able to pay it off. And then we got into a, we're like, we ran out of funding. And so now sometimes we just sit there with lack of inventory. So I'm very curious. I went on this whole rant just to tell you and to ask you this, what is your philosophy when it comes to scaling a product on Amazon? Obviously you're of the camp that you do need more money than a couple thousand bucks to do it. But do you have a process and a strategy when it comes to launching and scaling for like second, third reorders? And what do you tell your clients when we they come to We have one hour podcast, right? And I have party night. <laughs> yeah, we so got we like have, 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple more podcasts ahead. We'll so come, you'll come back to right episode story, two. Long story short, so we have to start with your main goal mm -hmm. and with the budget you have. We have a sheet, you guys, if you want to get access free, whatever way you post it, just ask me, I will give you the access to the sheet for free. So you can input amount of how much money you want to make. You have to input how many ASINs you want to launch. Mm -hmm. And then you're starting to plan with the numbers, what is your best spot? So for example, I want to sell at $39.99 one product, but I want to have $30,000 in profit. It's a lot of sales per day, not realistic. Okay, now let's narrow it, narrow it down. Let's increase the cost, the retail price. Let's increase the amount of uh, ASINs getting easier and better. So now if this is something realistic, and the, then we can say, okay, then we can stay here or the best approach if like we will find the product with a higher ticket and we will have less ASINs because we will not invest that much into the inventory and the marketing, but then we'll have more margin. And we have to understand that we are not getting $30,000 a month, month one, 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's a long game, six to eight months, and people are supposed to understand that six to eight months is the time when you're getting profitable, not getting your investments back. You're getting profitable. It's two different things. So the moment you're getting profitable, here you're launching new products. And you're not going to the bar or to vacation to Bahamas. <laughs> you're reinvesting. Mm-hmm. So you have to like play smart. And as you said, there is no way about $300, $5,000 investment. It's just not realistic. But like uh, Carlos Alvarez said in the past, if he would start everything from scratch with $5,000, he would do wholesale turn it into the $30,000, $50,000, and then he will do a uh, private label. But again, if you don't know how to do wholesale right, you shouldn't do it because 5000 will just go to the inventory and pay in Amazon fees. Hmm. That's very long story short about philosophy that we'll start with a strategy and then going back to- I like that. Yeah. So this this sheet, this customizable sheet, you basically, you work with, let's say a new client comes to work with you, you go through the sheet with them and can customize sort of the game plan for them. We do it like usually internally, but we can right. offer, We uh, usually my sales guys just yeah. pull up this sheet and they're like, listen, this is where we can be. And yeah. they're just playing with the sheet on a sales call. That's cool. It's cool that it's not a one size fits all like other other agencies. I didn't see anybody do it. Yeah. Yeah. Proprietary. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you guys have access to that sheet. It's two fun guys exclusive. We'll put it, a, send yeah. us the link and we'll put it in the yeah, description. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for sharing. And one other question. Coming from, you came from Russia and you came, what was it, Russia or Soviet Union? Uh, I was born in Soviet Union. And then it became Russia. And then it became Russia. Okay. And you also were a business owner there. And then yeah. coming over here, what do you see as the differences between maybe the mindset of American business owners, Soviet or Russian business owners, like yeah. how, how do they differ? Yeah, so I can talk a lot about, about it. Long story short, America has rules, policies, approach, and you pay for what you get. Russians, there is no rules, there is no policies. There is always Russian-speaking people, by the way, not just Russians, all of them. Uh, I had to really change my mentality here. It Mm. it was painful. So if you guys are Russian-speaking and you're going through this, it's painful. I understand. (laughs) So, But you have to learn here how to do things legal because U.S. doesn't have limits. U.S. lets you do stuff as much as you can. Like, you want to make a million? Figure out and do it. Nobody's stopping you back. It's holding you back. Nobody's stopping you. Please do it. Uh, in Russia, you have limits, and you have to you have to find the way to cheat the system, hmm. and you have to find the way to cheat people on people. So you have to. You're generally speaking, you just cover it in a lot of bullshit that you have to go through, and you're always scared. You're literally always scared because you, unless you're sharing your income with somebody or you're bribing somebody. I was working with government a lot. And I was, uh, I can do it on camera right now. I'm not living there. But when I was having orders from government uh, and they've been like, listen, we need interior design. I'm like, oh, no problem. They're like, okay, we're designing a um, place right now, but we're going to pay you in six months but you won this uh, trade by default. Just don't forget, you have to pay us 70% of what we will put under the contract. And my 30% was like nothing compared to them, but I was happy with them because that was my price. (laughs) That was really my regular price. They've been adding 70 on top. So you have to play this game there and knowing that unless you play it this way, you will never be able to succeed. So here, everything is great and groovy. Like nobody is on your way to do stuff. It's just this healthy competition. What do you think about people that, I don't know, to me, it kind of seems like maybe a lot of people here are, are a little soft. Like there, it's easy to complain about things when there's way more opportunity than, than oh, you would have yeah. somewhere else. It's a lot of sheltered kids. Uh, that been raised in a very conservative families uh, that can talk about sex, can talk about 
uh, drinks or something, and then they're going to the real life and getting fucked. Mm-hmm. So that's happening a lot. Uh, I see. I see how it's happening a lot in the United States, but at the same time, there is always a choice. And I see a lot of successful people that been raised in the poor families mm-hmm. that knew what they supposed to chase, what goals they supposed to achieve, the path they supposed to choose. So it's not just about U.S. Just U.S. has these conditions to kids to be sheltered mm. more. Because here you have everything. You have library where you can go and do 3D printing classes. Come on. None of other countries, I believe, has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important for, I think, entrepreneurs in the U.S. to understand the perks that we have. Because until you talk to, you know, like someone who's immigrated here, you actually don't have a real mirror to reflect the opportunities we have. And I think that's interesting to hear from you, like, what are those? Because when you're in your own culture, you sometimes just don't know what you have. Yeah. You don't know how good it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, to hear a little bit more about that would be, I think, motivational for, you know, people listening you guys to this have, episode. At 18 years old, you have perfect credit score. In other countries, it does not exist. You can get the super expensive car at $300 a month and just pay for it and ride this car at 18 years old. You can have... Um, loans for your education other countries don't have the don't have it by default your parents cannot have it in like for example soviets or like russia federation all these countries you have to have as minimum as like 20 30 percent uh and it it, it happened late, lately to put down towards your mortgage hmm. when i was living there we had to pay only full price for your uh, house or apartment so that's why a lot of people couldn't buy it people being living in rent uh, or with their parents because there is no opportunity. You just can't. Here, you can buy your first house with zero or just 3%, right? And you have you have a lot of options. You have a lot of choices. Uh, place where I came from, just there is no choices, no options, and you just live in a box. Right now, they even don't have internet access to read everything that is happening in the world except this Russian limits that is treating them. So, yeah, U.S. people just don't understand what do they have. Yeah, I think if you have access to a phone in the U.S. and Internet, you can figure out a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember just even just 15 years ago, you know, you don't have access to all these videos on YouTube, learning about business or podcasts like this. I mean, you can hack your education now. And if you're willing to put the effort in, you can be super successful. Yeah. My daughter, she graduated uh, this, oh no, yeah, she graduated this year uh, because she didn't want to go through like whole experience of the high school uh, for another year. And she said, this education is fucked. I can do much more things without the education. And she's also part of the agency. She's 18 right now and she's crushing it. Is this, you have one daughter that's very entrepreneurial. Yeah. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. You will see her at the party tonight. Nice. Yeah. So I totally understand your, what you're saying about the phone, podcast, a lot of tutorials, education. You can buy as many courses as you want. Just Pay attention. You're buying. You're not buying from Lamborghinis. Yeah, I think that's the flip side of like. There's so much access to information and data that if you're like a young person right now, or even just someone who's like in a regular job and you're trying yeah. to get out of it, you see these people are like hyper successful, and it almost seems so overwhelming. Like the only way you can do it is like get to NFL level, Super Bowl, and no one sees the like huge in between of beginning and ending, like all of that, right? And I think it can be yeah. paralyzing to a lot of people. It's just like so much that people are like, fuck it, it's not possible. It's yeah, because people don't want to focus and pay attention to just one thing. Mm-hmm. So, for example, right now, AI. You can do so many things with AI. How many people are doing it? Maybe less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. And any of you that you guys want to launch business actually without, pretty much without any investments, AI. Yeah. AI, yeah. Content, you can write the content with AI. You can use free uh, free plans on different like software. 
You can build so many things with AI on free trials. Oh my God. Do you have any favorite AI tools? Oh yeah, I'm such a fan of uh, yeah, I love ChatGPT4, okay. Midjourney. Uh, I'm playing a lot right now with uh, Beehive newsletter. Uh, and uh, I'm learning with Sender. It's a, such a, mm-hmm. it's okay, but this, this thing has potential. Uh, but you, if I will check my uh, iPhone, I probably spent good four hours a day on ChatGPT. <laughs> so some people are going to the dating sites. I am spending it with ChatGPT. <laughs> what, are you just like learning how it works and testing things? Or? Listen, I am just going through different concepts and I'm trying to figure out the best way to create the articles, the, the tweet, tweets and uh, uh, different type of copies for emails and uh, for Instagram posts. And so it's just endless. And you, we will, you also can create the concept of uh, product design if you'll go on my instagram stories i was mm. posting those one minute and it's done awesome <laughs> we'll check those out yeah isabella ritz thank you for coming two fun guys I, podcast yeah we'll have guys to have you back isabella. yeah i mean we got so much there, so many more questions there's so much we could do with an episode too yeah before we go what the two things is there a message that you would want to give to business owners whether they're amazon specific or not to just the audience to people and then also where can we find you pimp yourself out Pay attention to details, manage expectations, uh, be focused. Remember, every single day you are here today will never be repeated. And every single day is closer to the end. And the quality of the life depends just on you. So if you didn't get married, you probably should decide if you actually want it. <laughs> but <laughs> Full this circle. Is, this was a very For, Soviet answer. She gave. <laughs> full, full circle. So anyway... Uh, life is about fun, enjoying, and uh, business is about hustling. So you have to make sure if you chose to hustle, it's supposed to be limited. Hustle cannot be going through your whole life. It's a hu- mm-hmm. If it's a hustle, it's supposed to be go. listen, I'm going to hustle for the next, I don't know, two years Seasons or 12 months or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm going to chill and rest and pump. perfect and then where can we all find you um website readsarm.com linkedin isabella reads instagram reads momentum yeah parties trade shows awesome well we'll see you tonight at the party yeah beautiful thanks for being here great thanks isabella amazing